Hi everyone, welcome back to Five Questions Only. I'm your host, Fox. And for today's Five Questions Only podcast, we have Dominique Brown. He's a credit master. I've worked with um, Mr. Brown prior, um, helping get my credit up to par. And him and his team has, they've done wonders. And I really appreciate working with him because he's, um, you're down to earth. Um, you're very educational and you're just willing to help. Um, welcome, Mr. Brown. Hey, thank you for having me, Fox. I appreciate you for letting me uh, talk my talk on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go ahead and um, elaborate, tell us a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. So um, grew up in a single parent household from uh, West Philadelphia. Actually, uh, I'm a Capricorn. I thought I was in a single parent household, but apparently, you know, my, my father had a couple other children who I found out at a, a, a later age. But anyway, single parent household in West Philadelphia. My mother worked nine to five, you know, six to two to make sure everything was fine. Shielded me from that area, uh, got me into college. And then, you know, I got into finances off the strength of my mother went through financial hardship. And if, if you ever grew up in a single parent household, especially as a man, and you've never seen your mom take a L before, and you are not in a position intellectually or financially to help her, it really does something to you. So uh, I got into finances literally to help my mother out. And after, you know, kind of helping her get back on her feet, she said, you know what, you're really good at breaking down what seems to be complex into simple stuff. And you should, this should be your thing. So, you know, typical mama's boy fashion. I said, you know what, mama, I'm going to try that out. And uh, it turned out quite well for me. And now, essentially, I help everyone not go through the same mistake my mother went through, right? So credit basics, money management, um, figuring out your ideal goals, and then telling your money what to do so you can actually have fun and live on purpose is my MO. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, so you had your mom to... Uh... Go ahead and instill that into you. Put that little um, bug in your ear. Yeah, I mean, when if you grew up in the inner city, if you know anyone who grew up in the inner city, I, just from my experience, my next door neighbor was was my I had my two best friends. It was left left me in the middle, and then one on the right. The one on the left uh, incarcerated. The one on the right never really left. I'm the only one that kind of got out that situation. So it's very rare that I'm even having this conversation with you, but what was even more rare is that I've never got into trouble. Like I literally had a, a mother that broke her back to ensure that I would not be a product of my environment. And I think I just owe it to her to say, you know what, you didn't work so hard in vain. And now that once you secure your position, I also believe that it's on you to give back to people who may not know, right? Because someone mm -hmm. took a shot on me and now I want to say, you know what, if I'm here, let me let me at least give my knowledge in some capacity where people can learn from it and not repeat the same mistakes that my loved ones did. How did you get into um, now? I know before you started your own business, you were working in the corporate world. What yeah. made you change over? So <laughs> here's a funny thing. Um, you go to school to get a, a get a job, right? That was my mom's thing. Like, go to school, get your education, you get a nice, steady job. And I, I went down that route. That was my route. I, I mean, moved 
and George Mason University, went to D.C. I even chose my major based off what was not, you know, what was the lowest unemployment thing in this area, which was IT security government contracting. It is literally a less than 1% unemployment rate. So hmm. by going down that path, I ensured that I would have a job, right? I was set, I was set to be greater than the, the previous generation. But when someone you love goes through something and you don't have the finances nor the knowledge to help them, that makes you want to shift. Number two, I had a child. And it's very easy when it's just you and your wife and both of y'all can stomach a one and a half to two hour commute in the morning, another one and a half and a two hour commute in the evening. But when you grow up as a single, single, single parent household, you, you want a little bit different for your kids. So what I found myself doing, making a bunch of money and not being able to give the person who needed the most, making so much money, I couldn't even spend time with my kids. Right. So hmm. if you ever looked at my Instagram, it was tons of pictures of me in suits and my baby girl. Well, it was a lot of pain behind those pictures because I'm on the train or I'm in traffic looking at the pictures like, damn, I, this is the person I miss. And if you look at my Instagram now, you're like, oh, how come you don't post? Because I'm always with her. <laughs> right. So a motivator for me to start my business was right. to control my time. I want if I'm if they give it to you, they can take it away from me. So if I create my own business and I'm serving people with my passion and my purpose, and I happen to be able to get financially free from that, that's a win-win-win to me. Did you just jump right into it? Like, what was the um, oh, time heck no. period? See, I'm a Capricorn. You know, a lot of people are looking. Leap and then your wings, jump out the plane and build your wings on the way down nonsense. No, 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 no. That doesn't work like that. I know statistically that uh, 80 to 90% businesses fail within the first two years, right? So I'm a huge proponent, you work with me, I'm a huge proponent of operating from a position of strength. The numbers do not lie. Just because you wake up one day and you're really good at something, that doesn't mean you're gonna be good at the business aspects of it, right? Number two, when you have a child, a house, a dog, a wife, people dependent on you, you just can't go with your gut feeling and say, hey, guys, all this stuff that we built, listen, I'm about to turn this all upside down because I got this vision. You have to prove to your spouse, to yourself that you have a sustainable business, right? And I'm not talking about one customer, two customers. I'm talking about a number that you can actually replace your income or at least half of it. So what I did was, and you know, if you ever read any of like Gary Vaynerchuk books, work your job, right? But I'm not giving you 110% on a job where I can give you maybe 50% and still get the same check. So right. I was very exceptional, very talented at my job. But when I came home from work, I was putting in four hours on this dream and this vision. I'm putting it into systems. I'm connecting with people. I'm trying to shortcut my success. So when I do put my notice in, I'm gone. So I did two things. I, me and my wife had a conversation and we figured out what number we needed for me to say, I'm leaving, right? There's a certain mm -hmm. number that we had to hit to maintain our lifestyle the whole time. We had at least to have six months to one year in savings before we said we're leaving. And even after that point, I still put in the six months notice and work both jobs at the same time. So I knew that, was I tired? Hell yeah, but was it worth it? Yes, very, very worth it because I did it right and I'm not scrambling. Because the worst feeling in the world is quitting your job and then having to go back Oh my goodness. I couldn't do it. So I had to do it right. Right. 
um, did you look at it as also, um, okay, after you collected the amount of money that you needed to survive on, uh, another back, back, back up to that, just in case like some something may happen or like were you afraid so, you know the cool the cool thing is this right the, the first so to answer the question the fear never goes away ever goes away i don't care there there's been times where i've made 10 times more than i made at a day job and you still have it in the back of your head like is 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 this for real so that will never ever go away you just get used to it now with me it was two things there was the savings Right, just in case I need, just everyone needs an emergency fund, three to six mm -hmm. months. When you are about to leave your steady paycheck, you need to have at least a year. And here's the thing: you can be mediocre on your job and still get a two-week paycheck. Your paycheck is coming like clockwork. You cannot be a mediocre entrepreneur, ever. It just don't work that way. So, to the like um, ease into it, I went with a year. Right. So I know if, if a dime didn't come in for an entire year, I had time to figure it out. And of course, I had a game plan of, OK, if no money's coming in around month nine, I'm just going to go get a job. Number two, I had outside of just having a bunch of money saved up, you have to have proof of concept. Right. So if I could not maintain 100 to 200 clients a month. Right. That's not a sustainable business. That means I had to hustle. So for six months to a year. I built this thing and said, wow, okay, I can actually maintain 20 clients. I mean, 200 clients, right? And then, I start, and then I'm starting to hire people. So it was twofold. Can I get 200 clients to ensure that enough money is coming in plus some? And number two, I need to have strong enough finances to save six months to a year just in case this ish don't work out so I can have enough time to go get a job. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. Um, now, now I'm going to tell you this, no guru is going to tell you to do it that way, right? Because no one's trying to hear that. No one, no guru, like if you buy a business course, they never say, hey, you need to sit down and figure out how many hours a day you're going to work on your business because you need to get to at least $10,000 to be considered an expert. They're not going to say, hey, you really should have six months to a year before you go down this venture. They're not going to say that, right. right? If I give you common sense, they can't sell you a $10,000 course. They got to sell you the dream. I knew that was BS. I knew me. And like I said, I'm not the worst feeling in the world is when you post on Facebook, I quit my job and and then all of a sudden, hey, I'm back at my job. No, you're not. You're not I'm not going to play myself like that. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I was about to say, but it, it is true. Um, now, of course. OK. You obviously were getting paid pretty well with your uh, government job um, before mm -hmm. you uh, took that leap. Um, for others, you know, the nine to five, they obviously have to work a little bit harder. Who People who aren't making that much money have to work, put more hours in. I have heard, you know, you have to put like a good amount of hours in on yourself once you get home right. um, to be able to make that leap or make that second income coming in. Now, on this, within this journey, oh, well, you're still on a journey. Um, when it comes to credit and helping people, um, how does the outlook, how does it look for uh, minorities? I'm just going to assume you have a huge minority 
mm-hmm. uh, clientele, I'm just going to assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. How so are we when doing? You tell, you told, I guess the, there's a question on, is it, I guess I'm, I'm lost on the actual question in there. Well, it, I'm just going to assume that, okay, for your minority clients, mm-hmm. um, when it comes, you know, we always hear the stereotypes about black people and uh, credit. Right. How are we looking to you, uh, those that you have? I know you can't sell a business or anything, right. but in general, I guess blacks with their credit, getting their credit together. And it's not the same old stereotype like, oh, and you know, you hear the sayings and the jokes and stuff from the past. Gotcha. Okay. So it, I got two questions out of that. The first one is, I believe. Income is relative, right? Mm-hmm. Because I live in the D.C. area. I live in the, the top 10 of the richest counties are here. Literally everyone makes six, six figures, right? But what comes with that is the houses that come with it and the cars that come with it and the commute. So I honestly would say in this day and age, it's easier if you're making 10 15 20 $30 an hour to leave your job than somebody who is making 200 300 Right. Because uh, there's not a lot of two hundred and three hundred thousand dollar a year jobs. Right. That's a certain right. type of individual. And then if you build a, say, a eight hundred to one million dollar life off of that, you need more before you exit. I've seen like every day I can go on Instagram. And I'll see somebody like, damn, they went from ten dollars an hour to making six figures and they good. Like they're, they are really good. So if you are making uh, an hourly wage that's under twenty dollars an hour, it's. Your upside potential is so high that it's ridiculous, right? So, like, you literally have less to lose. And number two, if you have yet to purchase a home, have a child, uh, establish like this major, major lifestyle that requires a ton of money, you also should be building your own. You have nothing to lose, right? Your safety net doesn't need mm-hmm. to be that much. So, where it takes me a year of savings. Hell, you might be able to get it done with 30 days. Number two, uh, the question on the credit in, uh, in African-American communities, the whole night. I, I would say it's finances and um, middle class and under is where I'm seeing the, the, the gap. Because here's, here's the thing, right? It's not like you go through high school and you have a lesson on banking. They don't teach you uh, budgeting. We had home ec. Right. We had Jim. No one told you how to budget. No one told you that your uh, your network. No one told you that you should technically be saving ten to twenty percent of every dollar you make to invest in your business, your education, the stock market, or real estate. Those conversations are not had to anyone, and they're definitely not had in the African American community, especially if you you grew up under certain circumstances. Because the conversation was more so survival versus abundance and thriving. This, like we really just started making money. If you if you just look at history, right? <laughs> like we just started being like extremely educated, right? And then you have this other side of the coin where we have the women who are the most edu- black women who are the most educated in the world, but it also comes with hundred hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt. So I think it's more so that no one aside from the wealthy, the 1%, 
are having these money conversations. And I didn't learn this until I had to, <laughs> right? I, did, like, I, I didn't learn this until it was like, wait, how did my mom go through this? So I only learned it by right. saying, you know what, I'm about to read every single last book to help my mom. If my mom never went through what she went through, we would not be having this conversation. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just think it, it comes down to it's not something you're taught at the dinner table. It's not something so, no one aspires to be that person that saves 20 percent and that's going to invest. That's not like that. You don't talk about that at career day. You talk about being an athlete. So it, the conversation is not being had. Um, so where I come in is that I actually have the conversation. If you say, Dom, I want to own a home. I say, OK, Shikana, this is what we got to do. Right. There's about four things that go into owning a home, your credit, your down payment, your uh, your debt and your income. We have to work all of that. OK, how are we going to get a debt? Well, how much house do you want? I want to buy a two hundred thousand dollar house. Well, if we need to have four percent down. We're going to build a budget to save that money. That's eight thousand dollars that we need to save by the time you need the house. Boom. We got a game plan for that. OK, we need to get to a 640 credit score. We break it down into small projects. So I'm a huge fan of you saying, Dom, this is what I want, and then tying it back to the budget and the money management to make it happen. This forces you to look at your numbers, which a lot of people don't do, from the sheer point of you being able to do the hell what you want by analyzing your numbers and being specific and deliberate. So I forced the conversation by asking what you want, and then we're successful. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, it, it does make sense. I'm I'm sorry uh, for that for, for a moment. Um it can't to, to you know those listening, um how you're breaking it down, you make it you make it really easy. Now it can be uncomfortable sometimes when we're faced with the truth. <laughs> you know, like, oh whoa, wait a minute, I'm spending this much, or this is how my finances really look. Like you said, we don't lots of people don't really look at every penny that's going out um and coming in sometimes you know in there it can be uncomfortable but once you like it's what is it 21 days for that habit to happen yep and um once you get into it and it's like okay it becomes like a second nature i tell and, people all the time finances is so much easier than what you think like okay you had a child right that shit is tough. Mm-hmm. Going through labor, <laughs> getting a little spinal tap thing, pushing, hoo, hoo, hoo. That is tough. Right. <laughs> you saying, you sitting down and taking the time to say, you know what? I really would like to own a home, travel two times a year, and be able to put money in my business. That shit is easy, right? It's execution. Like, I, I tell people this all the time. Like we we came off we we came off a cruise, and I was looking at my pictures. I was like, "Yo, boy, you getting fat, bro? Like, what's going on?" Right? I didn't like what I saw, so I said, "Okay, I'm going to start eating right. I'm going to get up. I'm going to run two miles in the morning. I'm going to fat. I'm going to try to not eat until noon, and then I'm going to eat healthy meals." And what happened was by me following that process, a proven process to lose weight, I started losing weight. I even started getting a little four pack. I was like, hey, babe, can I take my shirt off for him? She was like, you better not. <laughs> but I understand that it's because I wasn't doing it because I didn't want it. But then I didn't like my reality. 
So I said, well, what can I do to change it? None of this stuff is rocket science. I tell people all the time, they say, Domo, do I have to work with you to get it done? I said, absolutely not. You do not. If you want to take the time to learn and research and implement, you could do anything you want in this world. I need you to understand that. However, if you are not the type to do that, it's okay to have a coach. Michael Jordan right. was an amazing basketball player. He still had Phil Jackson, and they won six rings. That's my theory on it. None of this stuff is hard as long as you are willing to be humble and embrace the process of what it takes to get what you want. From fitness to finance, it's the same exact thing. Right, right. Who's helped you along the way? Uh, you've helped in so many others. Like, who's helped you? I'm pretty sure your wife. Um, the keep so, she, I, I told, we, we were in the basement the other day uh, looking at, like, she, she played me. She was like, oh, my God, I see some mouse droppings. I was like, ain't no mouse droppings in the basement. What you talking about? You know, I, see, I was like, all right, so you see mouse droppings in the basement, but you don't see them upstairs by the dog food and by where the food is at. It's like if, <laughs> if there ain't no mice upstairs, ain't no mice downstairs. So I said, okay, cool. I'm going to take your word for it. So I'm, we cleaned out the little storage area, and we come across some old pictures. I was like, dang, man. She, she was with me like when I had – you know, I'm from Philly, so everybody had a Cuban link and grades because I love She was with me through that phase. She was grading me up. She was with me when I was little and I had no shoulders. I'm talking about, I'm looking at this picture like, like I did not have the, the strength to fight anybody off at that time. And she was with me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like <laughs> she was with me through all the, the phases. So, you know, I love her through and through. Extreme motivated, like the main person that keep it real, because, you know, I'm a Capricorn. I'm used to getting my way. And she was, you know, she 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 didn't let that happen. So her, definitely. Um, of course, my mother. Like, what, what she was able to pull off under her circumstances are crazy. But oddly enough, it was my last uh, employer who really let me know that, you know, what was possible. It was a, a, a black guy from Mississippi. His name uh, Keith. He was in. Uh, he went to Georgia Tech. So think about it. You old older gentleman comes up out of the South to go to Georgia Tech when right. when racism was like blatant. None of that sly racism when you don't really know it's racism. I'm talking about like racism, racism where it's like in your face racism. So he came out of the mud with that and was able to build a a, a multi almost twenty thirty million dollar a year company working with you know the the government. Amazon, Microsoft, the whole nine. So just to kind of to see his work ethic was crazy to me. Like this is a, this is a man who in the eighties was a multimillionaire and then started a tech business after he gave it to his brother and his brother wasn't really running it right. So he didn't have to work, but he still came in six o'clock in the morning, left at six that night. This man ran three miles a day. Uh, he came in on Saturdays and just like to see somebody with so much still grind and. Mm -hmm. I'm looking there like, damn, this man cut my check. He worked harder than me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I need to find, how can I find something I'm so passionate about that I'm still, I'm willing to, to work for it that hard and change so many lives. So you know, those, those are my three go-to people right there. Okay. Well, and then what? of course books. I mean, people I haven't met before. Like, you know, I read a ton of books. I read at least three books a month um, from finance to copywriting to, um, just, you know, other random stuff. Well, I mean, you find time for it. Even with you have to. Schedule. 
You have to, right? So I, I like if I'm on a treadmill and um, like say like we got a little gym downstairs, and so I, I do my little run and say we do a leg workout and I'm on a little leg machine. I just got my little Kindle with me, right? And at, at nighttime, I, I turn off all my electronics and I and I get in the bed at say you know eleven o'clock or something like that, ten o'clock. I read until I fall asleep. So it, it's not like I sit up and say, oh, I got to read an hour and a half. It's just it, instead of, you know, filling it with nothingness, sometimes I just pick up a book and I read pretty quickly. Well, well that's good. I'm, I'm trying to get started on the book reading, too. Uh, I said I was going to try to do four a month, but uh, I'm down to two at the moment. That's cool. <laughs> that, I mean, that's still good. That's better than nothing. That's how I look right, at it. Right. Better than nothing. Now, um, you give consultations. Do you give consultations? I do. I do uh, absolutely do free consultations. You can go to um, yourfinancesimplified.com. A few links there. I'm also doing a free credit challenge, which I'm going to do. I'm going to try to do it every two months um, at yfscredit.com as well. So if you have any comments, questions, concerns, about anything, hop on a free console, hop in a free challenge. I, hopefully, I'll help you reach your goals. That is awesome. Where else can um, people find you? Uh, I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> I'm on Instagram every day. So, Instagram at your finances uh, simplified as well. Um, actually, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is the same handle. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and okay, YouTube good. are the same handle. Uh, Twitter is you are finance simple. Okay. And give your website one more time. Your finances simplified.com. So Y-O-U-R finances simplified.com. And you can also go to yfscredit.com. And I know you're an author as well. Uh, I have your book. Um, I have, you have, how many books have you written? I've officially written uh, one book. Um, but I have okay. about six of them that are not officially published that I kind of like give out as freebies and stuff like that. Uh, so the official book is How to Fix Your Credit. And the, the crazy story behind that book is I wrote it because I felt as though that people in the credit repair industry were full of crap. And I was like, I'm just going to write a book telling everybody what you do. And then you know, <laughs> people, people <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, people are going to read it because people are like me. They like reading. and they just going to implement. And I found out that people needed accountability. And they wanted to learn about home buying, investing, starting a business, building business credit. So I created the service, which covers like credit repair and then everything else, which is, I say that on my website too. Listen, credit repair is full of crap. What you really need to do is credit repair and this. So we're going to do that. Um, but yeah, the name of the book is How to Fix Your Credit. I got a picture of my uh, baby girl on the inside of the cover as well. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Brown. Um for joining us. I would like to interview you again a uh, couple of months from now to see how things are going. Awesome. I'm pretty I'm sure you, you, got my number. you got my email, reach out. Uh, I'll be more than honored to come back on and hopefully, hopefully the folks like me and want me to come back on, you know, and if not, <laughs> I'll come back on and I'll be better. Uh, you were great. And a lot of information is very um, inspiring. Thank you all once again for joining us on Five Questions Only. I'm your host, Fox, and our guest today was Dominique Brown. Um, guys, have a great time. And once again, thank you, Mr. Brown. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Uh, I love you guys. Have a good one.